You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, Yankees with three players as of now headed to San Diego for the All-Star game. Dylan Batances, uh, Carlos Beltran, and Brad – and uh, let me do that again. Brad Miller. Andrew Miller. Uh, all right. Three, two, Hey, everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, three Yankees headed to San Diego for the All-Star game. Dellen Batances returns again. He's got a nice little run going here. Carlos Beltran gets back to the All-Star game. And then Andrew Miller as well. So the bullpen getting plenty of credit, and the bullpen has been great. Uh, no D.D. Gregorius or Chapman. I know uh, that, that Girardi kind of pushed for those guys as well a little bit, but... I think at the end of the day, you see those three guys headed. Fans can't be too upset. Those guys deserved it. And then maybe the other guys were fringe. They did. And uh, I mean, they did. And uh, I think that uh, it's funny, but Tansis and Miller were most happy for Beltron getting back at, to the All Star game. He's 39 years old. He's been the most productive player in the lineup this year. And we were talking to Beltron about it in Chicago afterward. And he, he kind of looked around and he smiled and he said, you guys are making 39 sound like it's some terrible thing. And um, the way he's been hitting, um, he, he's, he has proven that age is just a number. And so uh, they're all excited to go together. Miller was excited that he can kind of bounce questions off Dylan and, and ask where he should be, what he should do. And the uh, Kansas made it three straight years here. So that's pretty impressive, eh? especially for a guy. He was saying he struggled in the minor leagues. He never made it to any of those all-star games down there. Uh, but now he's doing it in the big leagues, and I think that's a testament to how hard he's worked and uh, the transition of the bullpen and how how good that's been for him. And three straight All Star games without being a closer. I mean, that's kind of that's impressive. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's something that Miller was talking about too. And he said that you look at this team, and sure, they got a guy in the ninth inning, Chapman, who can throw the ball at 103, 104 miles an hour, but uh, they pick these other two guys, and I think that's a testament to what's going on around the league. Uh, you look at the blueprint that teams like the Royals have done and how that's paid off, and, and that, that's going on all around the league. So it, you don't necessarily have to be the closer to go to the All-Star game. It, once upon a time, it was kind of uh, rare to see a setup man get there. It's not rare anymore, and uh, Kansas and Miller are just the latest examples of that. I would think Chapman, uh, with a full season, probably would have been an all-star as well. Obviously, he's been dominant, but with the suspension, just not enough pitching uh, to, to warrant a trip. How about D.D. and the fact that Girardi pushed for him? Um, obviously, we, we've seen Yankee shortstops at the all-star game, uh, but I feel like D.D.'s been under the radar a little bit outside of the city of New York. Um, that, that's possible, but I, I'll tell you, watching him on a daily basis, do you remember how lost he looked at the beginning of last year? Uh, you don't see that guy anymore. Uh, he did have the one day here uh, with a quick turnaround when they got to Chicago. He made three errors. That was very uncharacteristic of him. And, and that was something that wouldn't have seen all that out of place early last year. He, he, maybe he was trying to do too much, taking over for Derek Jeter and pressing a new team. But that, that's all faded away. And on both sides of the ball, he's been one of the most consistent players, if not the most. So, uh, shortstop's such a deep position in the American League that I, I never really thought that D.D. was going to get there, but uh, he deserves recognition for sure. So I think that uh, hey, let's not rule out that D.D. Gregorius could make an all-star game at some point in the future. The Yankees still sound very much like a team that doesn't want to be selling uh, at the break, and we, we obviously heard 
um, plenty of rumors about the relievers, but now you start to hear a little Carlos Beltran, especially with him getting a nod for an all-star team. Now, he has a partial no-trade, so he has a little say in that, and he came out this week and said he doesn't want to be traded. You know, he, he thinks this team can still contend, and he's loved his time in New York. He wants to finish out that contract. I think that's what you want to hear if you're the Yankees. Uh, you, you don't want to hear a guy banging on the door and saying, get me out of here. And I haven't gotten that sense from anybody in that clubhouse. Uh, but, you know, Brian Cashman's been saying, look, they believe that on paper this team is better than what they've shown. But at some point you got to look here and say, all right, it's early July. They're, they're still struggling to get above 500. They, they really haven't gone on that extended run to get them where they need to be. And so – if that's not going to happen in the, in the very near future, they need to make some tough decisions. So I think that if things continue the way they are for the Yankees, they really should look into trading those guys. I know the Yankees are taking offers. They're, they're listening. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to pull the trigger on anything, but they are certainly open for business in that way. And if things don't turn around in the next, well, 14 days, uh, certainly after the break, if, if they come back and they're playing the same way they are now, you really got to look at it and say, all right, this team's not going to win the World Series this year. What can they do for 2017, 18, 19? There are some reasons to be a little bit optimistic here with guys coming back, guys starting to play like you thought they would. Mark Teixeira is healthy and, and hitting home runs again. He gets to 400 and 401 on Sunday. He's the fifth switch hitter to, to get to that milestone of 400 home runs. But this looks like the Mark Teixeira I think the Yankees thought they were going to have all season. Yeah, I think this is closer to what they thought. And uh, you look at the numbers, what he put up in not even a full season last year, and he was among the better first basemen in the league. So uh, they were counting on that power presence, him and Alex Rodriguez back-to-back. I, I think those guys combined for 64 homers last year. Uh, you're not going to get that out of them this year. But Beltron's picked up the slack. They've gotten some power production from other players in the lineup. McCann's been in and out, up and down. Um, they're getting it from certain places. But certainly if Marcus Scherer can come back and, and be that kind of guy again. They're going to have to be cautious with it. Uh, you already saw Girardi rest him once because he played four days in a row on that bad knee. They, they play Rob Refsnyder at first base. Um, they're probably going to have to continue to do that uh, just to keep Teixeira off the disabled list. And uh, if, he, if he has to go back on, you're probably looking at surgery and the season's over. So they really need to be cautious with that. But uh, so far, so good for, as far as Mark Teixeira is concerned. Yeah, um, and then pitching-wise, some other good signs. You have Masahiro Tanaka, uh, one of his best starts of the season on Tuesday, seven and two-thirds, scoreless innings. Uh, he allowed six hits. He struck out six. And then here comes Pineda, back-to-back six-inning outings, so not deep, but he allows a run on two hits in each of them. And what stands out to me is 20 strikeouts in those two starts. Um, what have you seen different from Michael Pineda? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, the strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing the swing and miss stuff is back. Uh, he's overpowering guys. That, that's good. The confidence is back. You know, is funny. It, it, his body language tells a story a lot of times. And, and you could see him slump his shoulders early in the start if he's getting hit around. And he kind of almost checks out a little bit. Uh, you haven't seen that. The, the strut is back. He, he's, he's throwing the ball with authority. And he knows he's going to get guys out. So uh, that, that's a good sign for the Yankees. You know, they waited a long time for that. They, they declined to send him to the minor leagues. They wouldn't bump him bullpen or any of that. Uh, they, they stuck with it. They said, this guy's going to figure it out. Larry Rothschild worked with him. And uh, unlike what they've done with Nathan Avaldi, they, they rode it as far as they could, and, and they were rewarded for it. So they're seeing good signs from Pineda for sure. 
Perfect transition. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, last six starts, a 9.20 ERA after he was pretty good early. First 10 starts, he was 6-2 and two with a 3.71. Uh, so he gets moved to the bullpen. It's a big move. Uh, the Yankees have said they don't expect him to stay there. Um, how do you picture Evaldi taking a move like this? It sounds like he's at least saying the right things. Yeah, he doesn't get too high or too low. You know, It's hard to get a whole lot of reaction out of Nathan. He's kind of soft-spoken and quiet when he talks about that stuff. But uh, I think he's taking him in stride. He, he, he knows the numbers. He knows that he hasn't been doing his job. And, um, they, they really do think that this is something that can straighten him out. I think that the, the fact that Chad Green came up and fixed so well in San Diego really impressed everybody with that. Uh, that, that made an easier call for Joe Girardi. Uh, he used the excuse that they didn't have Batances and Miller for the first game in Chicago, so uh, they needed Evaldi down there. As it turns out, they didn't need him anyway. But he is far from the first pitcher to have to go to the bullpen and try and figure things out. So whether it's a long relief role or they use him uh, as a fifth, sixth inning guy to bridge to get to the big three at the end, I, I think he can be useful down there. I think with his velocity and his uh, that splitter, that can play up in relief. You, we've seen it a lot. I, I keep remembering when... Billy Hughes was in a similar situation with the Yankees. He moved to the bullpen, he was dominant. And, uh, and typically that's what you see with a starting pitcher because they kind of let it go. They, don't, they know they only have to go one or two innings. and uh, you, you see good results, and, and maybe that gets him back on track. Yeah, maybe you see Evaldi consistently hitting triple digits coming out of the bullpen. I mean, you, you can usually add at least one or two ticks for these guys in the shorter stint. Uh, one experiment that is uh, now over, I guess, Brian, is, is the uh, – Nick Swisher experiment, it, it became clear that he probably wasn't going to be a guy that came up to the Bronx again. They had so many injuries, and they kept looking down for replacements, and it was never Swisher as he struggled in the minors, and, and he finally opts out of that minor league deal. Um, I know he, he probably gave fans some fun down there at the AAA level. He's a fun guy, a fun guy in a clubhouse, but at the end of the day, the, the game's just not there anymore for Nick Swisher. Well, I don't. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody in the Scranton area didn't get a Nick Swisher autograph. <laughs> so, uh, there was there was plenty of opportunity for that. But uh, with Swish, he could have come back. Uh, he kind of had a standing opt out that the Yankees understood he could leave whenever he wanted. Uh, I think in the tail end there, he was playing for the other twenty nine teams. Uh, he knew that it wasn't going to happen for the Yankees. Look, when they bypassed him, Marcus Scherer got hurt, Dustin Ackley got hurt, Chris Parmalee came up. I mean, that was kind of the nail in the coffin there, I think, for Swisher when, when Parmley got bypassed. And then you looked at the numbers, and it was still it was the right move. Uh, because I think that when Swisher got bypassed the first time, he pouted a little bit, and he started to sulk and said, hey, hey, whoa, I was supposed to go up. His numbers went into a tailspin, and, and that's not what you, what you need there um, when you're in that situation, when you're fighting for your last shot. So, look, uh, good for him. Uh, he's got a new baby girl down there in Tampa. Um, he's He's... I, I was actually happy for Swish that he made that move and, and decided to do that. And, look, he's not ruling out playing next year. Um, if somebody wants to call him and tell him to come to spring training, I, I bet he would, especially if he can do it in Florida in the Grapefruit League. But I think uh, for all intents and purposes, 2016 is over for Nick, and he can go home and, and deal with what's really important. Look, um, let's not feel bad for this guy. He's got a big contract from the Indians. He's getting paid $15 million by the Braves this year. Um but I, I think that it says a lot about his character. He's making that money, and he still wants to be on the field and wants to prove he can do it in the big leagues. And, and maybe he'll get a shot from somebody uh, next spring. Yeah, I would think as far as a, a non-roster uh, spring training invite, 
I would think if he wants it, he'll get that from somebody because certainly at the beginning of spring training, all teams are looking for depth, but it'll be an interesting thing to watch. All right, that's going to do it. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.